Money from propane, bitch I feel like Pablo Escobar But I don't sell cocaine, bitch Shot that fella cause he didn't make his payments Oh, did you really? Oh yeah, I don't give a fuck about that table, you're good Okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I painted it for my ex-wife and no. Oh, you... Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Hold yes. on. Let, let him do his intro and we'll get right into that. Oh, shit. Why are we going right into that? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Can we just okay. like ease into it? Well, okay. Here's the thing about we we don't have to talk about anything you don't want to talk about. So, is there anything you want? Is there anything off limits? Anything off limits? We're, we're, we're no, I'm an totally open fine. book. That's why I was interested in being on it because you're going to get the brutal honesty of a lot of shit. Because we asked a. Uh, do you remember Master Sergeant Seed? Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing. He was on. He was okay, on a, don't don't none this we shit. I didn't. I didn't ask that shit. We? Oh shit! I did. Hey, hey I, yes, shut just, up. Do you he ask was on our shit? podcast. Okay, so last episode I had to edit out the part where. So at the beginning we asked him the same thing. Like, hey, is there anything that you don't want to talk about? He said, No, it's all fine, Marines. Oh yeah. So chicken vagina. Oh, and then he. Uh, oh yeah. And then about halfway yeah. through, I we were on the topic of him taking two deployments in Iraq, and I asked him. Uh, hey, if you have you ever shot anybody? And he's like, mm, "Hey, how about we, how about we don't go there?" I'm like, "You could have told me. You, it's very personal. It's very very personal." And I shouldn't have asked, and I learned my lesson. But uh, I just figured we get that out of the way initially, so that that doesn't happen again. No, no, I'm actually good. You're good. Yeah, man. Good. So we can start off with your wife then. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right, right into the sauce. Uh. <laughs> That's a that's a deep end of the pool. Don't we want no, to wade yeah, we'll, our little pinky yeah, toes we'll in there off, first? We'll start off with naming we'll all start of, the pinky toes. Let's start off with, with naming all of your dogs. Oh shit! What? <laughs> I would love I would love to know all of your dogs' names. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, there's what Odin the German Shepherd. He's a wolf cross. Uh, then there's Jackson. That's the corgi. That's why he's so big. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, all my goodness. He's bigger than my dog, and that, yeah. there, there is not many. If you there. if you look at the German Shepherd, you usually have that rake. He doesn't have it because he's part gray wolf. So his back hips are actually as high as his front. If yeah. you look at him stand, he's actually... Yeah, that, mm. That's why he looks taller than or bigger than he is, just because his back... Because he's level. Yeah. If you <laughs> get him wet, he oh. looks like about that big around. <laughs> it's a dog. Shut up. Don't be making no innuendos about sexualizing them. Anyway. We did have a Marine get in trouble for that. No. Yeah, way before you guys. Isn't that Johnson yeah. with a cat? No, it was a guy uh, fucking a dog on the internet, and oh, he was posting it. It was internet. Yeah, internet. he was posting it. Uh, it was horrible. Maybe don't do that. And like, we had maybe. to have like a safety brief about don't fuck dogs <laughs> on camera. <laughs> and I never thought I'd have to uh, be in a class like that. And that was like my first one. A class? Yeah, yeah it was, was a class Marines. about like what don't you post. Listen, Marines. Y'all went really serious about that just because one Marine fucked up. Oh, all the time. Oh, uh, listen, Marines. All the time. Oh, that was H&S? All the time. Oh, yeah. I've, did you deploy? No. No? No. Nope. If there was anyone that I never asked about if they deployed or not, if I had to assume somebody, someone did, it would probably be you. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'd done some like shit not in the Marine Corps with shooting things and at people. And so it was something that I was kind of used to. Mm. And so I used to also interview all the World War II vets I could, and they told me some dark shit. And mm. Always interested in me. It was history and all that kind of stuff and brutality of it. That's crazy. Yeah, I there was always this aura of you being a little too calm in these in, in more intense and annoying and irritating situations. And I was like, what is the... 
Shut up. Why is Limbaugh, <laughs> why is his chill so high? Why does he always know what to say and do? This is interesting. Let's listen to this guy. So all of us did. If you notice, most of the people would listen to you. Yeah. No, so, I'm, I miss that a lot nowadays. Yeah. You know, because there is... There was a lot of confidence in what I was doing. There's a lot of confidence in people underneath me or people around me as my peers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, like, really in the civilian world, I've never seen again as far as, like, just having people have confidence in you, mm-hmm. you know, and be willing to follow you into things. Yeah. Um, then some of the Marines I've met would follow me probably anywhere, and I'd follow them anywhere if I could, if they had a better idea, but... I don't know where they're going. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's uh, let, let me get get this thing kicked off. All right, let's do it. All right. Um, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do we want to say? What do I say? <laughs> you okay, got. I, 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 I got he one. always I got, knows. All right. What's up, boots? And welcome to Boffcast, the podcast for two lifelong friends talk about everything and anything. Leave us a five star rating and review on. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find podcasts. Uh, we got a very special episode this week. Um, this is part three of our series on the Marine Corps. And uh, just a heads up, um, if you like family-friendly language and all things wholesome, uh, this is not the podcast for you. Um, you're going ha- to have a better time if you just skip this all together. But if you're the kind of person who doesn't care and doesn't mind hearing some Marines, you know, shoot, shooting, the, shooting the shit and, and swapping spit and war stories, <laughs> <laughs> then this is this is the podcast for you. So, yes, welcome to part three of our series on the U.S. Marine Corps. Now, before I can go any further, I got to introduce the guy to my left. He is my battle buddy. The the the, the per, person I went through I went through boot camp MOS school and uh, being in the best unit in the Marine Corps with <laughs> Kyle Smith <laughs> and then to my left is another guy who happened to serve in the best unit in the Marine Corps. We're, we're all like cringing because it's nowhere near true. No, no, it's Hunter Limbaugh. What's, what's going on, brother man? Oh, it's been just a long ass year. I can't wait for it to be over. We're almost done with it. Thank God. Dude, it, 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 it feels like, you know, what was it? Like, was it like 2018 or 2019? Harambe, Harambe was shot. And then, like, ever since then, like, everything's just gone down, downhill, you know what I mean? Um, what, what'd they say? It was, like, something like this turned us onto a time arc that's, like, off of our original path <laughs> for killing of Harambe. Oh, Dude, that, that's know. it. Um, Har- Harambe was the... Um, Loki. Yeah. Lo- Loki. <laughs> uh, there, such a good show. I can't wait for the next season. It's like yeah. Groundhog Day, you know? It's like, did we see a shadow? Did we shoot a gorilla? I mean, who knows yeah. the world's going to go? Honestly, I could say that I could say that like yeah, I, I think since the last time I saw you, man, I think I it's been it's been a, it's been a crazy past few years, brother man. Oh yes. Oh yes. It's been um a nightmare, some good points, some high points and I mean bottoms. We, we, <laughs> we play bottoms. We, we both have ex-wives, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, There's that. That's fairly recent. That was actually as of November 7th. November 7th would be where it was actually officially done done. Everything wow. signed off and gone. So that's intense. He's he's getting there. I'm we'll, getting there. We'll, we'll get him there. It's, it's, 
I, there's a kid involved, so there's, oh, there's a, yes. a little, no, little, I, more, little more complicated. I had a stepdaughter while we were in the marriage, and so that was kind of shitty, but mm. um, that's another long-ass story. That's almost worse. Oh, that's, yeah. that's equal. That's, I'd say it's equally as bad. Yeah, I mean, I still love them both. Like, uh, me and my wife, ex-wife talk quite fairly regularly with everything. Um, you know. You so. can't say the same. Oh, <laughs> no, I can. I can. Uh, on things pertaining to my son, there's an open line of communication. Gotcha. Outside of that, there's like zero interest on my end for any kind of communication. Gotcha. But um, anyways, so... You know, this is this is a series on the Marine Corps. So, why why don't, why don't we, we we get we get started there? What? How old were you when you went when you went into the Marines? Um, I was nineteen years old. And what what was it about the Marine Corps that made little nineteen year old Hunter Limbaugh want want to sign his name on the dotted line? Um, it's actually going to be kind of funny, but it was nine eleven actually. Um, really? Yeah, because I remember being. Crap, must have been like seven, eight years old and uh, watching it on TV because it wasn't, the cartoons weren't on. It was uh, the towers being hit, you know. So I There's no way that's on the, cartoon, on the cartoon channel. Yeah, right. Well, this is back when you had the bunny ears up. With oh, like, yeah. You know, trying to get oh, yeah, signal, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. foil. That's right. Um, and uh, so I watched that, woke my parents up and everything like that. And I actually um, tried to enlist in the Marine Corps that month at... <laughs> Eight years old, and I got a really nice, <laughs> I got a really nice letter back from a gunnery sergeant telling me to, you know, talk to him in ten years or something like that, and mm-hmm. then we'll work something out. Wow, wow! So after nine eleven played, they, what do they play like <laughs> a, a recruiting advertisement or something? Oh no, it was. Um, well, just a- it was right when the story came out that those two Marines had gone um, into nine eleven wreckage before the firefighters could clear it. Uh, That's right. And they went and found some people that were still alive trapped in a uh, shaft. Wow. Um, and I heard about them, and they showed their big dress blue uniform on there of the staff sergeant that done it, and they were talking about the Marines being there, and some girl was crying about, you know, saying, the Marines are here, the Marines are here, and I was like, oh, that sounds badass, you know? Yeah. And then the icing on the cake was when I was about 16. My grandfather was in uh, the Marine Corps during the Vietnam War, and uh, he told me I'd never make it. Oh, and that's so some was, fuel. That's some like, fire. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I had a family member tell me, tell me that too. He, he was mm-hmm. a dude who like went into the arm, U.S. Army, and like Ooh. he, like, he was like a freaking boot camp drop. Oh. And he's like, yeah, you could never hack it in, in the Marine Corps. And I'm like, well, fuck you. Now I'm going. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, go exactly. in the Marine Corps. No, no, I mean, I think my grandpa did that to motivate me because like he's a really, really, really chill guy. Um, and really sweet man, but I think like he realized that I was kind of in that conflicted zone mm. of knowing what I wanted to be as an adult. So, mm. so he knew you needed that. He, he knew you needed that little push. Yeah, he did the little Yoda mind meld crap. That, that's smart. <laughs> you know, hearing about how that affected you, my, I just realized my parents never did that, and I feel like that's why I was so hesitant on doing anything at mm. all. I, I overstayed my welcome at my parents' house. I'll tell you. Gotcha. That. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, so you you enlisted at nineteen. What what year was that? How what, um, that would have been January third, twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah, twenty eleven. Yeah. Wow. I feel like he was two years. Cause I feel like I feel like high school. Like oh, he was two yeah. two years older than us. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I was supposed to be in two thousand ten, and then I got pushed to two thousand eleven. Mm. Um, 
I regretted the reserve choice. I should yeah, let's ask about one. that. What, 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 what got you into the reserve? Um, well, I was in a hurry to get the hell out. Oh. I, I wanted to hit the ground run, and I wanted to go do my life. I'd been waiting long enough because the, the side story is, is that I'm not the brightest. Um, I was homeschooled most of my life. I and doubt so that. I failed the ASVAB six times. Really? Yeah. I just had such test anxiety. I couldn't do it. I like, believe it was it, the yeah. first time ever doing a test like that, being homeschooled my whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a real yeah, first test. Yeah, yeah, it was fear. Wow. Um, so I got dropped by a bunch of recruiters. They kept dropping really? me because I kept failing so much that they just were like, dude, we don't know what's wrong with you. Sorry. Did the recruiters... To intimidate you, you think, a little bit? Uh, I don't really think they intimidated me very much. It was more of the the test stuff. Like, I could, I understand a lot of things, kind of like dyslexic. Like, I can read a bunch of things of instruction. I won't know how to do it unless I watch you do it one time. If I watch you oh, do gotcha. it one time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm more of a visual learner. Um, but uh, I ended up going to community college when I became uh and then I did that till I was about 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for some reason, I got a call from a recruiter saying, are you still interested? Mm. Hey, do you want to be, do you want to fail a seventh time? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so I just kind of went in there as a whim and uh, I passed. And so that hey, was what it Look at that. With, you know, nice. So, um, they were like, uh, you want to be active duty? I was like, Yeah. And they're like, unfortunately, this, so you got to think 2011, this is like one of the buildup for the another large push we were about to do in Afghanistan at the time. So there was a shitload of people going into boot camp around that time mm. again. Yeah. Um, and they, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. They, um, pushed out my boot camp till like a year. Oh, wow. And I was so hurt to get out of there. They were like, but you can go in the reserves right now and you can leave in like two months. And so I was like, I'll do the reserve one. And I was like, but what if I want to go active? They go, oh, once you're out of boot camp, here's the secret. Uh, oh, you can just go active. It's super easy. Yeah. And they're like, they'll ask you if you want to go active. And then all you got to do is just say, hey, you want to go active? And they'll just flip you over, man. And I was like, <laughs> like, they'll just flip okay. you off. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the sad part was I believed it so much that like I'm literally walking through MCT going, well, I'm going to be active, guys. And I go to my MOS school and I'm looking at my sergeants like, I want to be active, guys. So I'm telling them as they're writing orders thinking that's going to change the outcome of where I go. Oh, man. <laughs> and so they get to my line and they're like, yeah, back to Portland, Oregon. And I was like, Fuck. <laughs> you know, like everybody else was like going to like Honolulu, um, Okinawa, all these cool places, Japan. And uh, they went up to you and they're like, Portland, Oregon. And I was like, motherfucker. That, that was your big lie that you had, or that you believed. Our big lie that we believed was that we were adept in on the buddy system when we weren't. Mm. We just got very lucky. Oh, we got super lucky. Yeah. 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 I, I, ended up, I ended up just saying something to a drill instructor. Which I don't know where the frick I got the freaking gall to do that. <laughs> but I went up to the receiving drill instructor and I said, Hey, recruit Smith and and I are supposed to be in the same platoon. We're in the buddy system. And he's like, Oh, really? Said, okay, well fuck. Go go get your brother go get your buddy and bring him over here. You guys are in the same platoon now. It was that freaking easy. Wait, you did that in, in uh, uh Receiving. Receiving week. No way. Yeah, I went to the drill instructor and said that recruit Smith needed to be in my platoon. And he's like, Okay. That's the only time a drill instructor ever listened to you. So I'm the reason we were in the, we were in the buddy system, bro. No way. You know this, bro. Yeah, our our uh, recruiting or not recruiting, but our yeah our recruiter 
uh, told us that we were going to be dept in on the buddy system, it and worked. that paperwork never got filed. Really? He said that we actually had him on the podcast, and this, this was like two, three weeks ago, three weeks ago. And he said, he's like, I'm going to be honest, I never filed. I'm like, what? We just got super lucky the whole time. Yeah, we did. MLS, uh, boot camp, <laughs> and MCT all together, and then a really close MLS of like, both being in the armory. So, so anyway, so around, if you went to boot camp around 2011, how long is Motor T school? Um, Motor T school was about Motor two, two and a half months, I want to say, roughly. Two and a half months. Um, so. I was there a little bit longer because uh, my school hadn't been picked up yet. Um, that was actually when I was in Joplin, uh, Missouri, when that tornado killed all those people. Oh, shit. us in with the National Guard back, uh, I want to say... Was around June or July? Really? Of eleven? Yeah. Yeah. We were in we were graduating, so I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. We're we're on the West Coast. I wanna say it was like two hundred, something like that, roughly people. Jeez. Wow. So we were mostly like body recovery, shit like that. No fucking way. It was pretty bad. You're in MOS school and they're like, Hey, we're we're Uh, it turned out that our staff sergeant that was in charge of like our reception area for MAP Platoon Marines awaiting training. Uh, lived there and so he got a school bus and was like who wants to volunteer to go because it happened to be on like I believe Friday afternoon or Saturday morning and so we all just loaded up in a bus and rolled out there so, dude that's intense I don't think anybody else really has a, yeah. a, an experience like that in MOS school wow yeah so we rolled you got a deployment before a deployment kind of um, you know it was Definitely shocking to see stuff. I mean, like, it had, like, a brand-new Ford F-150 pickup, and it had grabbed the the body and, like, peeled it off the frame. So, like, peeling an orange, imagine that. It just, like, peeled that car down to the wheels. And so it was just, the metal was just ripped up and, like, that, you know? Yeah. Um, Like a a bad Portland art design. Exactly. Um, I think, like, the... They said it picked up an 80-pound piece of uh, equipment from a hospital and chucked it two miles into another county. <laughs> like, that's how much force this thing had. Unbelievable. Fat tornado. Yeah. 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 Holy. Yeah. So you go, you go through that MLS school, so that puts you, what, in H&S around, like, 2012? It would have been September of 2011. Yeah. September 2011. That's when, when, when you stepped into H&S. Correct. Um, and half of, well, most of the people were gone. It was actually uh, a late AT season. And so it was, everybody was gone. So I was the new guy, so basically cleaning and doing paperwork as the new private on base, you know, or PFC on base running around. Wow. I held that over his head since I had my college. I was a Lance Corporal. Oh, and I shit. was like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then you like sit there for like four years, never going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then he caught up to me for like four years. And then I got Corporal. For whatever right reason, I got out. the Marine Corps mm-hmm. saw it fit to get you Corporal. But I, that was weird. Yeah. With, uh, the last two months before we got out. Um, a sergeant or a staff sergeant or an officer saw me and he's like, hey, you're going to corporal's course. And I'm like, what? But it turns out that the corporal's course was the best experience I've ever had in the Marine Corps. Oh, really? Because everyone's the same rank now. So mm. that rank means nothing. So mm. now you're just all the same kind of person trying to learn the same kind of thing, helping each other out. 
we went to Camp Rylea. Hmm. Um, and it, it was real camaraderie. Hmm. People cared because it had to be there. And you're going to be there for two weeks. And whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. You do the work and hmm. you pass it. It's not like you show up for two or three days and you're like, oh, I hate this. And they complain about it. Don't want to do your job because you're going to get to go home at the end of the day. No, you couldn't go home for two weeks. Hmm. So what else are you going to do? You're going to do your job. And I loved it. I actually really enjoyed it. Nice. Which is crazy because I, I fucking hated the Marine Corps, dude. Mm. <laughs> hated it. It was not no, for me. you? Uh, <laughs> is it obvious? No, no, just a little <laughs> bit. So, but by the time you got into the you got into the unit, how how long did it take you? Or, or did you ever get to a point where you like lost your quote unquote motivation for the Marine Corps? I want to say that probably happened around year three. Year three? Yeah, year three into year four. What was that experience like? Um, I think um, people are probably going to make fun of it, but I no, think a lot of people nah. think the Marine Corps Reserves is kind of a cheapskate way out, you know, from being active duty. You know, it's like you live half a civilian, half a Marine, but I find that to be harder because having to keep your body in shape, having to make sure that you are still working out when you're actually working a nine to five while also having to plan a drill weekend or going to be gone for a month. Um, and then the expectation of what you were supposed to be when you got back and you knew after a certain time, if you were overweight or you haven't been working out enough, you knew, and there was so much anxiety built up about that? being able to, uh, you know, walk through the gates, you know, because you knew you were going to get fucking lit up. Oh, yeah. Or, or if you didn't have time to get a haircut. I, oh, yeah. We, we've all experienced that. Oh, yeah. Oh, haircuts. That and, uh, like, remember when they started doing, like, the checks and then you had to have your dog tags and your IDs? Oh, the freaking morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it went from, like, names to the ID thing again, and then it went from <laughs> that to ID and dog tag, and then it went back to names again, and then it kept bouncing back and forth like that. Yeah. Um, now, that's when I started to realize the real lack of motivation, especially because um, my MOS was pretty much non-promotable. Uh, oh. Um, so, yeah, I know that. Um, they That's could right. only have a certain amount of NCOs, especially in our, our uh, you know, headquarters battalion, had to only have a certain amount for um, engineer support that we were um, getting corporal was pretty damn difficult mm -hmm. because there was such a competition to get corporal um, in that unit. Especially. Did you end up becoming corporal? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Of course nice. you did. How, how did you not remember that? I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I oh, it was obvious that he's a corporal. Corporals recognize each other. Whatever. How many chevrons you got, boy? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um. So, anyways, so that, that's that's no, that's, he's when, losing you, his that's when you lost. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> well, you think about My, like the like if you really like get mad about rank, like look at the dudes that made it through like World War Two as a PFC. Right, like you right. know, like it was pretty fucking rare to be a lance corporal back then. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what they, I they think gave him out on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah. And there's like stories of like sergeants becoming like captains in the battlefield. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's called a oh. battlefield commission, actually. Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of research on that too. Wow, it's freaking yeah. crazy. Mm. Um, so. 
I remember your guys being like even, very salty. Even, <laughs> even though no, no, I remember, I'm sure your guys were salty. No, but like I remember that like if if there if there was a section that got freaking worked, it was the motor T. Mm-hmm. Like you guys had late ass fucking nights, mm-hmm. early ass fucking mornings. Yeah. And like, especially especially on like field on like field ops, like, like there there always need to be something with four wheels or more rolling, and one of your guys operating that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, making sure that they do it safely, have the right IDs and all the gear they need to make it work, and uh, trying to keep the con people from touching it as much as possible because I don't know why, but if they touch it, it's gonna fucking break. <laughs> um, Quick question in MOS school: How thorough was it? What did you actually learn? Was there actual training there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You drove a couple different vehicles? Oh, fuck. Like, uh, you had to get, like, a certain amount of hours of drive time. Oh, okay. So, like, we did, like, night convoys with MVGs on in the pitch black. We've done uh, the confidence course. So, the seven tons, like, almost at a 90 degree grade going sideways, you know. Um, (laughs) You would spend, like, probably eight hours a day learning how to dogleg back up, park a trailer. Wow. Over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I mean, you'd be baking out there in the Missouri sun, just backing up, pulling (laughs) forward, backing up, pulling forward all day long. Oh, yeah. Well, that's on-the-job experience that's relevant to what you're going to be doing every day. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm... Ammo? What am I supposed to learn about ammo, dude? Two side counts? Mm. Two... They didn't teach me how to do sight counts, but they taught me everything else about ammo. And then when but then when I got to yeah, when I got to the unit, two sight counts a day, every day for seven and a half years. That's uh, it. I mean, like it was no joke with ammo because I was your guys' fucking ammo driver. That's right. And so the yeah. amount of stuff I had to have done, <laughs> like not too many people knew this, but whenever we went to like a military base and you guys are having a good old time on the range and you plink plink right, mm-hmm. I have to park that Humvee with ammo in it. And if it was on the base and we were actually in the guarded uh, parking lot that they have, mm-hmm. I had to count every round when I parked it Oh no! and every round when I left. And if my counts were off, I had to explain it to the general of the base, not some, you know, gunny, not somebody else. It was the general. The general. And it was written in that that was the order on base up at Fort Lewis, especially. You would have to talk to the general about why you were better ammo tech than I was. I was scared shitless, dude. <laughs> like it would be like one in the morning, like one, two, three. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> like just making sure that I had everything done. Yeah, it's so stupid, man. Because uh, they'd love to do that kind of stuff. Fuck yeah. with people. Go mm-hmm. look at their stuff. Go look at their ammo. I mean, you learn a lot of weird things that people will do stuff with power. You know oh what yeah. I mean? Oh. I think we've all had a first-hand experience with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I remember once, right? Uh, you know, I don't even care. I'll throw him under the bus. I can't stand his ass. Uh, oh, <laughs> Corporal Kane. Corporal Kane. I fucking can't remember Fuck. Corporal Kane. You remember him. Uh, well, probably if I saw him or heard him. Well, anyways... Um, he looks like freaking Sid from Toy Story. Just, <laughs> just, uh, just, like, just a face that makes you just want to fucking punch him. Mm. But anyways, um, I remember like he wanted us to like do some like SL3 inventory. And he's like, hey, man, this is a, this is a big priority. I'm like, okay, well, what, what, why is this a priority? Is this like a quarterly thing we have to do? He's like, no, I just want you guys to get it done. And we had, we had, we had a bunch of stuff that was like actually important that had mm. to get done. Mm. That, that, that were like... 
checking like quarterly bo- quarterly and annual boxes. So w- what he wanted us to do wasn't a priority, mm-hmm. but he w- he was making it a priority, and so we didn't we didn't mm-hmm. do that. And so anyway, so we get a text at like. Eight o'clock in the in the evening. We were at a church service, right? We were at a church you, you service. You had invited yeah. me to a church service. Yeah, and uh, so we're just like you know hanging out, whatever. And we get a text saying, um, "Show up at the armory at freaking zero two thirty. We're gonna freaking do that SL three inventory." We, and I was at Kyle. I was like, "What the fuck?" My brother so, in Christ. What? <laughs> yeah. So we're so so then we have to wake up at fucking one o'clock. To go go this freaking armory, mm. get the site count done. Yeah, and he's like, "Now, Marines, this isn't a punishment." He kept saying, "Oh yeah, uh-huh. it's not a punishment. This is we're just, you know this is, we're you know, just doing this together." I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, so like two months later, we're you know at Fort Lewis for some eight not AT some exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm I'm sitting behind Corporal Kane, and he's trying to like impress this like former infantry sergeant. Um, Pitts, and, Pat, what was his name? Uh, Ochoco. Ochoco. Okay. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to impress Ocho- Ochoco, and uh, and he was like, "Oh yeah, dude. Like one one day the Marines didn't do what I wanted them to do, so I made him get up at fucking one o'clock, so he'd be at the armory at two forty five as a punishment." Yeah. I was like, "This fucking guy, man, what a dick!" But we all lost. We already didn't have any respect for him in the first place because yeah. he was doing smaller things along the way that eventually compounded into him just being the comp- the worst dick bag. Well, I feel like that was kind of the uh, when you hit that corporal rank, they expect you to run around and just start putting everybody on blast. Mm-hmm. And I really paid attention to the corporals that would yell at me and stuff um at the beginning because I wanted to um usually avoid them, right? And yep. then if you actually had an issue that you needed to actually be addressed, you didn't want to go to them, right? No. Um, and also, if you knew that all they wanted to do was go around and fuck with you, if you had something that was important to be done, they were going to second-guess it, hide, or not do it because they know that you just like to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. So that was my biggest thing when I became a corporal. I never fucked with anybody unless it was something that actually needed to be done Yeah. Um, and tried to not play games as much as possible, unless you were being really, really, really dumb. Do you remember Erskine? Yes. Okay, so the thing about Erskine that pissed me off. So him and I were both Lance Corporals in the same freaking time, right? And for whatever reason, the powers that be decided to be a great idea to put the, the, the chefs, the cooks, and the armorers and the ammo techs all in one unit, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And... So here I am. At, at the time, I was married, had a kid, and a, a full full time job, like sixty hours a week. You know, busting my butt, providing for my family, being this outstanding citizen, right? Mm-hmm. And here Erskine is. He's like a part time manager at Wendy's, right? Don't knock and, until you try it. <laughs> and he ends up getting promoted all the way to sergeant. Mm, yeah. And he's like, hey, hey there, you gotta respect my my authority, man. I'm a sergeant. <laughs> I, I, I am sergeant. And I'm like, no, fuck off, Erskine. I'm not. I'm not gonna respect that. <laughs> I was so pissed. He he looks more like Sid the Sloth than than. Oh, he like, sounds like Sid the Sloth too. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, we always had corporals like that 
And I mean, there's some sergeants and stuff that we had problems with, you know, and, uh, you know, and then you'll have the good times when like a sergeant actually stands up for you. And I've had multiple times where, you know, like it was about to get really bad. And if it wouldn't have been for that one, it would have gotten really bad really quick. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the one time I was, you know, I, I went to this AT in, um, at a bad one in Michigan. It, it was no, it was Michigan. Yeah, you weren't there. It was like me and uh, a couple of our armors from Portland, and uh, we were we were gonna work with the armory over there in Michigan, and like our cooks were there too, and it was, it was like some like big thing that they were gonna do. That's when it snowed on us, right? Uh, it was a time after that. Okay, after the snow. Um, but anyways. So all the cooks were, like, staying in, like, one-man tents, and it was, like, super hot and humid. It was, like, in the summer. Oh, okay. Right? And um, I ended up hooking up with one one of the armorers. Uh-oh. Well, I'm, you know what I mean? I getting connected. Cause we, we, went, <laughs> oh, okay. we went to MOS school, me and me and this guy named Krensky. Oh, okay. Shout totally Krensky. different. Shout out to Krensky. Yeah. Completely different road yeah. than where I thought we were going. No, 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 Whoa. I wasn't touching my penis. He's getting anything. his combat jack on, bro. <laughs> combat jack ribbon. Uh, Okay. Um, no, but no. So, so I, I hit up Krensky. Two Marines, one sleeping bag. Oh no! <laughs> I hit up Krensky, and Krensky's like, "Hey, yo, um, come work, come work for us." Like, like, no, you, you shouldn't be cook- working with cooks. And so I told the sergeant, "I was like, hey, I'm gonna do armory stuff with the armory." And he's like, "Okay, see ya." And it was super cool. Like the the sergeant there, his name was Sergeant Travis Ganung. Shout out, Trav. What's up, man? <laughs> well, and anyways, so like he was like, "Hey, you know." you guys can just sleep in my air-conditioned office and not, not have to set up a tent and deal with that crap. Mm. And he, like, set up, he like set up, like, cots for us. He volunteered to freaking, like, do our laundry if we needed laundry done. Oh, wow. He's like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't cost me anything. I just, just wash it for you guys, no problem. Mm. And um, he had this uh, standing policy that, like, when, when, when it was time to work, we'd, you know, we'd, we'd de-blouse. And that rank doesn't exist in, in his armory. We all referred to each other on a first name basis. Oh. He said any but however, anytime a freaking gunnery sergeant or something comes in, you're gonna call me freaking sergeant. Mm. But outside of that, I'm just Trav to you. I'm just Travis to you. Mm. And um you know, he, he had he had a good relationship with the major, right? And like he got the major's permission to basically um you know, cut us loose when we were done for the day. Oh nice. And so, you know, it we we'd wake up at like four o'clock in the morning and and get get our stuff done for the day. We'd be done by like ten thirty or eleven. Mm-hmm. So come like twelve o'clock, we're just sitting on sitting on the couches, just chilling. Some of us napping, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, a gunnery sergeant came in and he said, "What the fuck, Marines? What's going on? Like it's fucking why why are you guys not, why are you guys not doing anything?" And um, he's like, "Where's your fucking sergeant?" So you know, Sergeant Ganung come comes up. He's like, hey, why? And Gunny's like, why? Why the fuck aren't, aren't your Marines working? And he's like, well, I got permission from the major that once these Marines are done, you know, they work their asses off, they can relax for the rest of the week, or sorry, for the rest of the day. And if you if you have a problem with that, you can feel free to go to the major's office and tell him that he's wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Roger that. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was like, I was like, dude, if if I was under that kind of leadership at H and S. Bro, I don't think I would have ever gone out. I think I would have stayed in. I agree. No, I think I don't know if it maybe have been your guys' job. 
that made Maybe. that a little bit more easy to do. Um, because like when you're dealing with the logistics of the amount of diesel that you're using, oh, sure. the amount of food that you're bringing in, the amount of manpower, and you're constantly doing that while also dealing with the maintenance of vehicles at the same time, you don't have time to sit there and chill. And then you also don't have time to be calling people by the first name because you're running like a bat out of hell. And you're oh, sure. for everyone else and you're going to bed before everyone else. Mm. Yeah, I mean, after everyone else, my bad. To um, be fair, our recruiter said our jobs were badass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty badass. So I just wish you guys could have gotten out and shoot more. Yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of like the whole thing about being an armorer. You'd think you'd be able to shoot a lot more. And I don't think you guys got to shoot nearly as much no. as no. Uh, what you should be. Um, just as much as anybody else? Yeah, basically. You know, and so that kind of sucked. It was kind of the same thing when I worked at Six Hour. The gun manufacturer, because I was like, oh, we're going to be shooting all the damn time. And then it was like, nope, you're in a lab. I'm like, damn it. Uh, is that, uh, are you talking about your civilian job? Yeah, one of them, yeah. Okay. Nice. So you are, at the moment, so, okay, so you're telling us that your job is badass, and you, you're constantly doing things. You're driving, repairing. I wouldn't say badass. It was just like more like a necessity. Ass bad. Um, because mm-hmm. like if I, you know, oops, I forgot diesel. Okay, well, the major's <laughs> generator doesn't work, and he wants oh, no. to know why, you know. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and with on top of that, still doing Firewatch. And yep. on top of that, uh, you know, sure, st- and once you get up to like Corporal, you're doing all that, and then also making sure your Marines are eating. Are they sleeping? Are you defending your Marines like I had to do a few times where, you know, there's against Marine Corps order and mm. you have to bring that up, you know, and that's actually why Major Basic gave me the NAM. That's why I got the NAM. They said it was for, uh, you know, doing my job really fucking well or whatever, but it was actually because we I, were there. We, we were there for that. Yeah. Uh, cause I told, uh, the whole entire command staff for H&S Company and Alpha Company in the field in um, Fort Lewis when we were doing AT that we weren't going, oh, yeah. to, we weren't going to be doing operations um, on their time schedule. Mm. Um, and the reason why I got away with that, of course, tactfully. It's not like I went in there and went, listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> you went to the head show. Yeah. No, you know, so I, I tried to use chain of command first. Okay. Because what the what the mission was was we had just got done doing our exercises and getting everything out. It was two in the morning. Yep. Um, so the meeting kicks off and they want to start at four. Okay, four or five. They want the trucks out there and ready, which means we got to be up an hour early to get everything ready. Mm. And so I told the sergeant when I heard that, I told him to tell Major Basic and the command staff that. You know, we need to push that out because according to Marine Corps order, Marine Corps operators are supposed to get at least eight hours of rest. Mm. That's, yeah, at least. that's in the hands. This is starting to come back. I yeah. kind of remember this. I remember this, yeah. And so we went in there and they started going around who, you know, like Sergeant this report and then everything. Well, they get to my sergeant and they don't, and he doesn't say anything about what I told him to say or asked him to say, you know. And so oh, like, no. So I'm sitting there like, Fuck, you know, and so it goes around and the major basic, he always used to do these things where he looked around and said, is there anything else anyone wants to add? 
And like I took a deep breath and I looked around because I'm talking like every gunny, every first sergeant, every sergeant major that was in those two companies is in that room. You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? So they're all in there. Nerve wracking. And so I raised my hand and I said, sir, I have something to say. And I went through my spiel about why and everything like that. And so he looks at me, no one says a word and he goes, what time can we start? And I said, my Marines will be on the road at 9 a.m. He goes, all right. We will start operations at 9 a.m. And so I, <laughs> I get up because I'm still like sweating because you could see these sergeant majors glaring a hole pissed, through yeah. my fucking skull. Oh, like like you could see all the things they wanted to do to my soul. Were you so, a, were you a lance at the time? No, I was a corporal. Okay, you, you could uh, cut the tension in there with a knife. Yeah. No, no, I wasn't Lance Corporal. That's right. Ooh, yes, like, I was Lance Corporal. So, so yeah. you are, yeah, yeah. are Lance Corporal telling the major he's yeah. wrong. I remember that because they told me <laughs> that I was the only one in H&S to get a NAM as an E3. Wow. At, at the at the NR unit at the time. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, we had another Lance get, a, get an E3 for adding biscuits to the fucking menu. Yep. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I was there for that one. <laughs> um, but... Anyways, I told him, and my guys woke up at seven, started getting ready, and I yelled wow. at him. I yelled at him, "Get the fuck back in your rack!" They <laughs> said, "What?" And I said, "Lay the fuck back down." So they all just laid down their racks, dressed, and I was like, "We're staying here till exactly nine. And then I'm looking at my watch, sitting there at my desk, and as soon as nine clicked over, then they all ran out, and then they could all get ready. Nice. And wow. so I didn't know he had done it for that, but when I walked up to get the award from him, he said, I want to let you know when you stood up and told everybody no because you're looking out at your Marines. I just think that that was the biggest thing I've ever seen a Lance Corporal do, so here's a NAM. And I That's was like, up. oh, shit, okay. Wow. You know, and, uh, yeah, the gunny was were making fun of me after that because they thought it was pretty fucking ballsy to walk in there and say that shit to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because you, you got all these all these higher ups that like want to get their shit done at two in the morning. And yeah, yeah. You're like, no, fuck you. Them making put fun them, of you. Put them in court order. Fuck you. It's, it's yeah, seven yeah. hours later. Yeah, <laughs> them making fun of you is almost like a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, because a lot of people don't know either. Is like an operator, I can refuse to move mm. if I'm in a vehicle and I don't think it's safe. Mm. So if I don't think it's safe, I can tell a captain, all due respect, sir, I can't because it's not safe for the vehicle to move that way. And I found that out the hard way because I had oh. a lieutenant guide me down a road and I got buried up to the door, uh, the side mirrors in mud. So I'm like digging myself out and then they wouldn't come help me because they said it was a training exercise. So they had to have me use my own winch and stuff. So by the time I got back what to base, I had mud from my, literally from my chest all the way down to my boots were just mud. And they're all mad at me that my uniform was dirty. After leaving me out there for like three to four hours to take myself so out. So he, he learned you that yeah. you should stand up for yourself. Yeah, and that's when I was like, no, if I, don't f- if I see a road and they're telling me to go down it and I can see how deep that shit is, I'm like, okay, do no. I have your permission to either gun it or I'm not going? Mm-hmm. You know. Jeez. Did those hum- Humvees seven times? We never, we, okay, so off topic, but we, we, we did Firewatch and Humvee. Best time of our lives right? outside of Corporal Force. That was time of our lives. <laughs> did they actually have power? Did did you were they somewhat reliable at all? Those vehicles, um, Humvees. Um, it really depends. I mean, the up armored ones were kind of gutless because you got to think for the up armored ones that we were using were old as fuck and have been through like the first Iraq push and Afghanistan push back in two thousand. 
I think a lot of them had come from 2006, 2008. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of them, the up-armored ones with all that armor on them were slow, sluggish, and they couldn't handle hills at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Um, if you did the hatchbacks and everything like that, which are those canvas ones, those ones could haul ass. Mm. And they could go up hills and everything like that. Nice, nice. Um, seven tons were our babies. Like that was our, that was the thing I loved to use because mm-hmm. you could go into all six wheel drive. That's so I've yeah, never I mean, heard that terminology yeah, before. You, you turn in all drive land locks with the computer panel, and all six wheels are going. So you're going to get out of whatever the fuck you're in. I'm going to go to my truck bag. Where, 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 my ridge line doesn't have this option, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Look like a flight panel when you get into those things sometimes because wow. all the controls doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Being in an AMRAMP, I was a little bit like thrown off because I was like, "Holy shit!" Look What's at all that? These buttons, amphibious assault craft. Mm. You know, if there's like one, if there's one thing that I really appreciated about the Motor T guys is like you had this weird way of like no matter what it is you guys were going through, um, you guys. <laughs> Kept a po- you guys got a positive attitude. Yeah. And, like, may- maybe you guys, I don't know, maybe there's some days you guys had to, like, fake it until you made it. But, like, I remember, like, when we, when we were doing freaking, it was probably that fort, that, that ATU at the NAM fort. But, like, we, we had to provide, like, a 24-hour fire watch for our, our, um, our armory. It was just three of us. So, I'm, which was pr- probably against the Marine Corps order, but I just didn't know it. Hmm. But anyways, so we were getting like two hours of sleep a night, and we had we were getting bombarded with like ra- with like ranges to supervise, and prepare hmm. for. And man, we were tired. We were burnt out. <laughs> burnt out. We were pissed. Oh yeah, that, and that was the first time that we had ever gotten into a legitimate argument before. Oh, mm. Kyle and I were against to, against Kyle and I were, we were about to throw hands. Like that's that's yeah. how that's how tired we were. Yeah, it's amazing how sometimes those fights between like people that like you would like die for in a heartbeat. Right. Right? Yeah, and then like you'll get put into that situation where you just will kill anything that gets in your way, regardless if it's your best friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, um, but, but I remember just like, just like chilling with you and like my, when things were like, like kind of like down tempoed, chilling with you, chilling with freaking Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Anderson was just like playing like, Oh the, my God. Anderson. Yeah. Anderson yeah. was just like playing like the awesome mix oh, or whatever. Anderson. Do you still talk to Secret him? Secret Squirrel. You still talk to him? No, not as much as I'd like to. Well, me and him had kind of a bad falling out. Oh. And that ended up pretty much ruining our relationship, I think. And, you know, Dude, it's kind of both of our faults. Um, you know, and I, you know, if he hears this, I own my end of it and that I was, what I said and did was wrong. And uh, we were kind of at each other's throats at the toward the end there. So we had to kind of step back. And that's what happens when you become roommates, you know. And mm. that was. Didn't know. Yeah, me and Kolowitz and Anderson were roommates Kolowitz, for, for yeah. a little bit. I'm only thinking of that really tall, 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 tall guy. Kolowitz. I can't remember Kolowitz. He looked like the older guy, kind of like oh. his hair was receding oh, yeah. a little bit. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, um, dark, darker, darker. Yeah, darker hair. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. He, like he would grow facial hair very, very quickly. Yeah, and he, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. I can't remember what, he was like a. He was chill. I thought he was an HE mechanic, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. I got to hit up Anderson see what he's up to. Yeah, no, I think he's still rolling around down south a little ways toward uh, Corvallis, I think. That's what, that's what I thought, Corvallis. Uh, mm-hmm. I got him up. He was a cool dude. 
Were you guys roommates because of the Marine Corps? You guys got in contact with each other? Or? Yeah, I mean, like, we had all, like, we were the, you know, three amigos. You, you guys know, seemed really for, alike. For a long time, and um, so, like, we were always getting in trouble together. We were always drinking <laughs> together. Um, <laughs> That's, that was know, Kyle and I, yep. Getting a lot of uh, trouble that way, but... Um, I ended up moving in with Kolowitz and then I had the great idea of like, well, let's add Anderson. And then, um, that just ended up being too much and too small of a place. Like I was living in the living room. Oh, and, so like this kind of, yeah, kind of like this, you know? And so, by the way, we're, we're actually at, uh, uh, Limbaugh's house right now. Oh yeah. We, we, moved all, <laughs> we, we, we didn't even get a, that say that in the intro, but right now oh, we're actually, that's right. I didn't say that, we, yeah. we moved all of our podcast equipment to his house just to get it, get this episode with him because we were just, it's we kinda, had to, man. It's kind of depressing, man. Cause like literally the house that my wife or ex-wife has now is a three bedroom, three and a half bath with a jacuzzi bathtub and everything. And oh, I got man. it back in like May. That was your house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys went through with that fast. Oh, like she filed in October and we were done at the 7th of November. Yeah. Wow. That can go through quick if you Ooh. wanted to. Yeah. Well, we were pretty applicable. Okay. About everything. Um, Cause like I'm an alcoholic. Mm. So mm. I had to go through, um, and we had been having issues before that. And my alcoholism was the main catalyst that started that. Um, and it just got to the point that even after I went after rehab and uh, got wow. sober, um, it was still too much with all the lying behind her back and drinking and, you know, it mm. became too much for her to trust me anymore. So mm-hmm. we ended up having to split ways. Were you, did she go to the AA meetings with you guys or with both of you or? Um, no, I would have liked her to, but she was kind of on her way out at that point. Oh, okay. Mentally okay. out of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, and I take full responsibility for that not working out the way that it should have. Um, still fairly new and kind of sad about it still, but um, no, yeah, that's that's extremely fresh. Yeah, my uh, my wife's stepmom and stepdad, um, they went through AA uh, thirteen years ago, and they've been sober since, and uh. None of my family has like any of these issues. So right as I joined her family, I started seeing her family is very dysfunctional, mm. um, and they're very adamant about it. Like they'll they'll constantly talk about it. Like they yeah. they're of course they don't they can go out to bars, but as long as they're with each other, they're fine. Uh, they're very serious about you know keeping track of it. Always you know posting that you know this many days, this many years sober, and yeah. you know God gave us this life and and. We're here to to hold true to this promise to ourselves and stuff like that, and they're very serious about it. And oh, yeah. it's, it's cool seeing people really dedicated about that. And I know there's it's so those issues run so deep. Yeah, that having someone by your side like that to hold you accountable can really make a huge impact in your life. Yeah, mm. I think like obviously it was hereditary for me. Mm. Um, and the sad part was I had all the warning signs. Yeah. Like I had people telling me, like you wanted to join the Marine Corps. That's the first one. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's like, you, no, but you like drink my whole entire life growing up, my mm. grandparents would always tell me, "Well, you know, you got alcoholics on both sides of your family, so be careful. You got alcoholics on both sides of your family, be careful." Mm. And I was like, "Ah, not me, man." You know, and it, I didn't feel it for a long time until like about two years ago. It became a like the only thing that I would care about. Really? So right as you, well, not right as you got out of the Marine Corps. 
It was probably about a year after that. Well, because I was drinking pretty heavy before, but like you were so busy all the time and all that kind of stuff that it, I kind of kept it a little bit more low key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I got married, I started drinking a lot because we were both drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, she ended up having a brain aneurysm burst and almost dying. On oh, my floor and, um, um, that's intense. Our first house. And so after all those from the surgery, drinking. No, it just, just in, in general. general. But she stopped drinking because for a long time because of that. It was, um, it was a wake very, up call. very sobering moment. That's a huge yeah. wake up call. Yeah, but I kept going. So because that wasn't your life experience, yeah, exactly. That was hers. So I yeah. continue, and she would have to deal with the drunken husband all the time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So she'd be like, "Why don't you have the brain aneurysm too? Yeah. <laughs> we, we can both be on the same page here, right?" <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um. So. What 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 went into, or I guess maybe before I get to that, what would you say was like one of your best experiences in the Marine Corps? Well, that's a tough one. Like best experience, like in general. Yeah, just in general, just whatever comes to mind. I really liked. Um, well. I remember being in Michigan and um, they, we had NCOs that were trying to find a way to mess with us at the time. <laughs> um, oh, so God. they wanted to basically show us that we didn't know anything about combat maneuvers. Mm. They wanted to show us that we couldn't handle patrol, firefight action, blah, 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 blah. Um, so they went running around trying to find some scapegoat to be the squad leader or the platoon leader of this patrol. And, uh, I volunteered to do it. Um, and I said, I only want one stipulation though. And they were like, okay, what's that? And I said, I'm the only corporal in the whole entire platoon. I don't want any sergeants. I don't want any other corporals. I want only E3s and below in the platoon that were moving. And they said, why? And I said, because I want my authority to be the only thing. I don't want any other NCOs second-guessing me. You can have all the NCOs be on the opposite team. So we're going up against all these sergeants and uh, other corporals at the time. Mm. And then I got them in the morning, and I separated them all out, and I said, okay, your fire team, you're blue, you're red, you're green, and you're yellow. And that's how I separated my fire teams up, was by color. I said, if you hear your color and I start telling you where to go, you're going to start doing that. And they went, okay. So we started our walk. Well, I had those sergeants running over those hills because I was able to fire maneuver my group up close to them and be able to flank them before they knew. And we had chased them all the way up to this Alamo, their last stand, which was up on this like uh, ridge about 150 yards up, straight up. And what I did was I split my platoon in half, have my first platoon or half go all the way around the opposite side and then pop up in an encirclement. And we ended up executing that at the exact same time and horseshoed the whole ridge. And so we came up and they didn't know which side to look, you know, and so we ended up wiping them all out. Nice. Um, and when we got back down, I had a sergeant walk up to me, and he said that I would he would follow me even if I was an E3 into combat because of how quick I was able to make ship move. 
And that made me feel really proud because I was mm. motor T in the reserves. Yeah. I was nothing, you know what I mean? And the mm-hmm. fact that I had these sergeants in these staff sergeants sweating trying to get out of my <laughs> traps that I kept setting up for them because they couldn't figure out where I was right. um, with my platoon. And uh, yeah, that gave me a lot of pride, um, especially since uh, one of them is now in um, the Forward Observer Company. Special Forces now in the Marine Corps. Well, and the other one is in a Marine that was underneath you. Yeah. Nice. That's the thing. So he's there now and he still sends me letters and, or uh, text messages about, he would still do it if I asked him. Oh to. man, so, that's awesome. And that was one of my most pride moments where I felt like I was an actual Marine for once, you know? So you had them all overnight. Yeah. And then in the morning you executed. Yes. Okay. Man, that's so cool. That's hard. That is badass. Yeah. You, you must put a lot of hard work into that. Yeah, um, luckily I had a lot of good guys. Like, uh, one of the guys that gave me a lot of compliments was actually Gray. You guys remember Gray? Mm-mm. Um, he, doesn't ring... Okay. Yeah, he, he was, he's the pretty boy. He was, remember how handsome he was? He was just this pretty fucking dude. Anyway, he, he, he was, <laughs> dude, he, I, I, no homo, dude. That guy was schmexy. And he was... Fern Pap. Sergeant no, Pap. no. Well, Sergeant Pap was Wood clap, Sergeant Pap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Gray, he was actually in Afghan. Really? Yeah, because he got in as a PFC, as a radio operator in H&S, and they said, hey, you're a radio operator, right? And he said, yeah, and they shipped him out as soon as he hit the fleet, or with us. Like, they just wow. shipped him out as a, and so he got back a combat action corporal. And so yep. he was with us during that whole thing, and he said, dude, that was fun. And I was like, all right, Wait, well, that made me feel a little better. He went out, came back, and was under your command after that? No, no, he was my this... radio operator. Okay, His okay. only job when he was with me out there on the platoon as the same rank as me was to talk on the radio of what I said to HQ. Mm. That was his only role. He had no command element, no rifle, nothing. His job was to just follow me around and say what I said on the radio. So just experiencing what you said, he would he would still. Oh, he was in with me the whole entire time as I was running up and down my fire teams, oh, right, making them right. move. It was more than what you said. Yeah, so he did. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. So, what what solidified your decision to get out of the Marine Corps? Um. Well, I had um, been hurt too many times with my knees. I dislocated my knees multiple times. Um, and I actually had to have knee surgery. I got three screws in both knees and cadaver parts. Whoa. Um, hold me in. I got a scar that literally goes from right around my shin area right here, like kind of mid, all the way up to the top of my knee. Um, and I was just, you know, I had just gotten married, you know. Um, yeah. It had been eight years. You know, I was kind of getting burnt out. My knees weren't obviously going to handle it. Um, they were, I had actually just gotten a DUI too. Mm. So Jeez. I'm a motor T operator without a driver's license. Huh. So that's going to come back and bite me in the ass. So like I ended up having to go up in front of the Sergeant Major and the Sergeant Major was like, look, we can throw the book at you, get you in trouble. Or since you only got like six months left, you just take your six months and then you get out of the core. Mm. Or we're going to have to go a different route. And he was like, I don't want to ruin your whole career over a holiday mistake. 
because this was during Christmas. Mm. And he's like, I don't want to ruin it. And he's like, if it was any other time, I wouldn't care. But he's like, I understand shit happens on holidays, and you can't control it sometimes. We had formations about this. Oh. So he, you know, he was like, you should probably get out. And it just kind of reinforced everything that I had going on for me at the time. Mm. Um, I did try to go back into um, the Army. Really? And the Air Force, but I just kind of petered out. Mm. I just, had, like, changed my mind. Yeah. Um, Were you going to go active? I was going to go active, yeah. Okay. Um, the one that I got, like, really close to doing was I was actually going to go into the pararescue program. I got a buddy who's PJ. Yeah, and so I was really going to do that, and I was really, really, really focusing on that. But, um, like I said, I got married, and, you know, my plan started to change because I was toward the last year, and I hadn't had my knee surgeries yet. So I didn't know what was going to happen there. Like, it, was it going to get better? Was it going to get worse? Um, Were you able to get uh, put that... On disability? Um, my knees, yes. Um, they won't help me with a lot of things. I'm still fighting with them mm-hmm. um, because they only gave me a certain percentage that I think I need just a little bit more, uh, especially with uh, the Samuelson incident. Um, that really, yeah. Samuelson. That really fucked with my psyche a little bit with that kind of stuff. So, um, And it wasn't Samuelson as like he's the problem. It was more just how the command handled it. It mortified me. He was in your section? Yeah. Yeah. He was one of my Marines, actually, in my platoon that I was in charge of. So I'll go, I want to go into that a little bit, not in the way that you might think. He was my, he was the, he was the guy that went with me to actually go uh, to Oregon City um, to go get ammo, ammo trained. He's a great Marine. Um, yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, really relatable and I cheated off of him a lot. Yeah. Very smart guy. He oh, remembers yeah. he remembers a lot. Oh, yeah. Um but I don't remember the incident that you guys are talking about. He has property now in an undisclosed location cuz I don't want him to get upset about me telling anybody that he does, but he does and uh He, he was in the RV for years. Yeah, well, he's now doing pretty well for himself. Awesome. Good. Yeah, he's, um yeah, he's living life like when I got divorced I was really thinking about going down there where he's at and Living with him because I was like, that sounds like an adventure in itself. So, fuck. Thank you for him. Good for him. Yeah, he's doing really good. Good man. Good. Um. Yeah, it's really discouraging when you see good Marines get burned that way. Well, I think the biggest thing was the betrayal from people that shouldn't be allowed to betray you, um, like chaplains. For instance, my chaplain had, our chaplain had, um, I know where his heart was at, what he was trying to do to help the situation, but what it did was end up putting me on blast with all the information I'd given him, um, and made them just latch on to me as making me feel like I was the catalyst for what was happening because mm-hmm. nobody knew but the chaplain. And the chaplain even came up later and told me that he had told the command what I had told him. And so that ruined my confidence in my faith in my command at that point. Because now who can you go to? That and our NCOs that we had had made this monster that we had before us. You know, and um, 
you know, like you can't do the same thing that you would do to every Marine. You know what I mean? Like they like to think we're all the same, but like there's some that you got to handle with cookie cutter gloves and there's some that you can yell at. And, uh, there's some people that you can tease and make fun of, but if you make that their whole entire career is being made fun of, Mm. they're going to break eventually. And when they break, what are they going to do? Um, and a lot of people, especially in H and S, there are some NCOs that did not understand that there are some people that if you snapped them, you don't know what you were going to get. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I was case in point cause I almost like people were going to die. Hmm. Like I was going to kill him. And like, I had a snap moment where I was that NCO and me, that uh, was going to happen. And if it wasn't for another Sergeant, it probably would have happened because I was that mad and that strained and that pissed off and to be treated that way. When you're at that strain, you're willing to do whatever you can to make that threat go away. Yeah. Wow. Even in a reservist unit that's an H&S company, shit goes down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of drama. Um, I did have a funny story one time. Uh, a, a Marine and another Marine decided to get it on in my 7-ton. I think I know the Marine in question. We'll just keep saying the Marine in question. Um, <laughs> and so I'm sitting there in my 7-ton... The next day, and there's a stain on my seat, oh, and I'm wow. sitting there scratching it, like, "What the fuck is this Bruh. stain on my seats?" And I'm just looking at it, and I'm scratching it, and I'm scratching it, trying to clean uh. it off. And this marine comes around the corner, and he's like, "Oh shit, dude, don't touch that!" And I'm like, "Why?" And he's like, "It's my." Ow, oh. and I was like, "No, why? Why?" You know, it was just like freaking like gagging, like trying to like wash my hands. I, I get the seven ton is sexy, but come on, it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's better than like what I heard from like down there in Lejeune of those marines doing it in the in the water bowl. In the water. In bowl? the water bowl. That's not a thing. Yeah, it shouldn't be. That's not sexy. It shouldn't be. <laughs> Apparently, it's it just not I've heard of like. I've heard of like. <laughs> it's I, the forbidden swimming pool. <laughs> the forbidden, the forbidden fruit. swimming pool. I heard. I heard <laughs> of Marines like getting it on like the one man tent, but I, ne- I never heard about your story with the freaking. Oh shit, man! Like there was all types of shit like that going on. And, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't talk about that because, like, with the reserves, a lot of people don't probably realize that, yeah, you see these guys in uniform for the one weekend or the month, and I'm going to have to cut out his voice box. <laughs> no, no. no. We, we love Jeremy Shepard, too. Yeah, no, he, we're fine. he sees somebody out the window, and he's like, <laughs> screw that dude in general. Oh, Anyways, geez. but, no, they, um, uh, we had like so many issues with that in our unit, mostly because once we got off base and we were civilians again, and some of us worked together with that person in the civilian side, mm. some of us went to school with that person on the civilian side, and things happen. And then you have that thing happen into the transition into the Marine Corps because you think that relationship ends as soon as you put on the uniform? No, it's oh, still going God. on, you know, and that whole, um, there's not all, you know, there was a few that were chasing the ranks. We all know. Uh-huh. There's a few. I know who you're talking about. We there's actually have a very, very, uh, we know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we all do. Um, uh, it's just so obvious. It gets, it, 
it gets uh, pretty bad. I mean, like I remember before you guys got there, we actually had a staff sergeant get caught cheating on his wife with a corporal. Oh no! In the downstairs by the armory, like around the corner there, like where it goes down that hut tunnel. Yeah, the S six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was happening down there, you know. So she ended up getting. They ended up getting married. But they ended Whoa. up, yeah, they ended up like sending her off somewhere else and keeping him there. Um, wow, what a chain of events! But I was there when that relationship blossomed. <laughs> you were the one that saw it happening. I was there firsthand. <laughs> oh, jeez! Things these eyes have seen. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anything that we were down there every drill weekend for eight years, seven and a half years. Yeah. Mm, no. For- do you do you remember uh, harp? Yeah. Yeah, so weird story with that. Um, he okay, so he he got out of sergeant, right, or or staff sergeant? One of the two. I think it was sergeant. Pretty sure it was sergeant. Anyways, um, I added him on Facebook. I don't know, four years in, we didn't talk, do anything. It was just standard friendship. We just like each other stuff every once in a while. Okay. We both got out of the Marine Corps. And it was close to around the same time, I think. And he saw that I was doing music stuff, and he really liked it. And he was wondering, he was asking about my audio equipment and how I record and what studio I was going to. I was like, no studio, it's my bedroom, bro. He's like, oh, no way, man. I'd love to come over and hash out some ideas (laughs) and uh, see what was going on and and really make some music and jam. And I got all these ideas. I'd love to come over. And I'm like, all right, cool. Go ahead and come over. So he's... He blew me off the first time, blew me off the second time. The third time, I finally got him to come over. And I was like, all right, cool. Maybe this might be it. Wow, cool. Thanks for that. I was I was hoping at the time that I could make him turn him into a client. So he could come back, he could record with me for a, a price, and maybe like discount or stuff like that and have him return. Um, little bit notes to me, uh, he would be the worst client that I have ever experienced. Oh, wow. He is the most unknowledgeable, <laughs> awkward oh, um, just uh, naive to how you even go about mm-hmm. creating noise. Um, it just shook me to my core, and it was probably I, I've never sweated so much trying to create like just conversation with somebody. Like it was so hard to. I, th- I think he was on Adderall. I think he was on something. Mm-hmm. Because, but from how neurotic he was, and just jumping from here to here to here to here to here, and. I never saw him like that in the Marine Corps. Maybe he was on medication in the Marine Corps and was off when he saw me, or he something. It was just the worst experience. Well, you bring you guys there for like the big cocaine sting. No, like fuck. How many people did we lose? Oh, oh, that we we, we were there for that. It was only like three with H and S, two two or three, three. Yeah, we we. I know the two names. I know two names. Cocaine sting. Yeah, Yeah, it was an admin. Remember? We might be thinking of something else. Bigger than what I'm thinking? No, I think it's pretty sure. I think we're on the same page. Right? It starts with the W, ends with the Washington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I remember. Yeah, Washington. Yeah, getting out. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a sergeant, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a few other people. But, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting when you, when you meet him on the outside and then you're like, oh, you're a tweaker, dude. Really? You know what I mean? Jeez, like, there's some yeah. people that I run out there. You're like, oh, okay. Well, you're uh, off your rocker. I got That's it. Sad man. That heart might. I'm not saying he's one of those. If you're listening to this man, I'm not saying you're one of those. I just it was a weird experience for me, and 
I think it was a weird experience for him because he really put his sweat and tears into the Marine Corps, and so that was kind of a shitty oh. way to end it. Wait, how how did he end it though? Washing. Oh, not washing. Okay. Which one are we talking? Oh, your harp. 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 No. Yeah. No, I wasn't talking about harp. No. Yeah. yeah. No, Washington. Harp, harp, yeah. So harp, he he really cared. It's, it's honestly, it seemed like Washington was a good, uh, a decent Marine. Oh yeah, he was straightforward, man. He was I, a cool guy. Yeah. I mean. You don't meet a lot of the cool guys, and then they just kind of fade out into. Did any of you guys go AWOL? Sidetracked. We I thought, never. We, we, we thought about we, we it. We thought about it many it, times. It you, you? I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> I wish a brother would. What, what did they call it? It was like absent for the like when you missed a drill day. It was UA like, Burnham. UA yeah. UA Burnham. Yeah, UA Burnham. Mm-hmm. I tried. I tried. <laughs> you tried. You tried going so UA. I went, I went UA. I was like, you know what? Like, I had just broken up with my girlfriend. I was like, screw it, man. I ain't going in. I had like a beard, no haircut, and mm-hmm. I'm like, screw this. I'm not going in. What are they gonna do? You know, let's see everybody else go UA. I'm gonna go UA. Didn't Anderson go UA? Yeah, a few times. But like, it was like he he stopped going like for like four or five drills some uh, in a row. I think. Yeah, he. I think he missed like a whole AT too once. Yep. Yep. He no, said, but they they. Uh, Knocked on my door, oh, <laughs> and my NC- my NCOs were there, and they were like, "What the hell are you doing? Get your shit on!" And I'm like, "Oh!" And they're like, "You can shave in the car." Ooh! And they like put me in there, and I think they gave me like a page eleven. Oh wow! Oh, that's not bad at all. No, just a page eleven. Just a page eleven. Well, I, I think I I remember hearing something about this guy um, who. Couldn't make it to drill because he, quote-unquote, was, like, in the hospital or something. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, like, first Sergeant, I think it was first Sergeant Otero was like, well, hey, Marine, what, what hospital and what, what room are you in? Because, and, like, so the, the Marine made up some fake, uh, like, hotel, like, room number or, yeah, whatever. Oh. Like, and, like, first Sergeant oh, Otero... No. Showed up to that room with with some hot breakfast because he want he wanted to oh, no. to be there for his marine. First Sergeant Otero was not one to fuck with either. Yeah. And said room was empty, and oh, he God. asked the nurses, "Hey, is this this guy here?" He's like, "We have no idea who the heck you're talking about." Yo. Yeah. Your soul just le- elevated out of your body for a second, dude. Oh fuck! Fu- that scared the shit out of me because yeah. I know that man's eyes were cold. Oh yeah. Fuckery ensued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember Staff Sergeant Woods? No, he's I think he's Master Sergeant Woods now. He just retired. Woods. What? What section was he? He was ESP. He was a mechanic. Mm. Um, he was black. No, he he was like like I mean I was like a PFC when he was there. Woods. Yeah, it sounds familiar. He had scars all over the side of his face because he got blown up enough times. Oh, yep, 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 yep. And you know he was really intense. He yelled at everybody, but mm. it was because he couldn't rem- hear you. I remember yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really like badass him. badass guy. He, I mean, I liked him. <laughs> I was gonna say he uh, he just I think he moved to Sweden with his wife. He would. Yeah, he is this. He's like that. He was one of those guys that was terrified because it was my first convoy ever outside uh, to actually do for my unit. You know. Mm-hmm. And he was my A driver, and he was screaming oh, no at everybody. And oh, I was like, no. "Oh shit, this is gonna be the longest convoy ever," <laughs> you know. And so I get into the thing, and I'm sitting there in the seven ton, and I'm trying to keep my eyes like locked on the dash, you know. And he was just like, "You know, you can talk to me," and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, um, you can just 
call me staff sergeant and we'll call it that and you can be relaxed. I'm not going to do anything or yell at you. And then he actually talked about generally being upset that people thought that he was mean. Aww. Because he would well, then yell. then he just stopped he, being mean. He was like, because I can't hear you. Oh. Because <laughs> I got blown up. I can't hear you. I can't hear my own voice. I think Master Sergeant Borland is the same way. Well, he didn't, yeah. he didn't go to anything crazy, but he just... Yeah. That's how he talks. He's just like, hi. Yeah. Interesting. Well, he's looking for quizzes right now. Generally towards the end of uh, uh, of our episodes, we've been looking at uh, just these random quizzes, and he has uh, yet to find a decent one yet. He's just scrolling in BuzzFeed now. I don't think BuzzFeed's going to be a good spot for quizzes. I don't know what you're doing, if I'm being honest. This is a quiz? I didn't study. You don't need to study. For that's, right, that's right. That's right. Uh, well, I just he, he told gets, you. I forgot to ask about six times. He gets <laughs> quiz anxiety. You're gonna like make me have a problem here. I'm gonna just fail a quiz that has like no wrong answers. So we pulled up the ASVAB for you. Oh <laughs> my gosh! I'd be like, get the fuck out of my. Head. Okay, you know what? Hey, we we can do this one. This is uh. Oh. How how tall will you be when you grow? <laughs> okay, so how old are you? I'm 31. Okay, 31 to 40 years old. You're a male. Did um, you just assume my gender? Yes. Okay. Okay, I need a better age range. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, this this quiz is, is that quiz looks stupid. dumb. Dumb. I wow. know you. I know you got a good one up your sleeve. Just pick 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 number one. Okay, how about this one? Do the pick, are, pick, pick are you gay, one. bi, or straight? <laughs> <laughs> Am I gay, bi, or straight? Well, let's let's figure it out. So you're 31 to 40. You're a male. Yeah. When you were a child, did you ever play with toys geared towards the opposite sex? No. No. How many older brothers do you have? None? One, two, three, four, more than four? None. None. Okay. Are you the oldest? Yes. Nice. Would you would you consider yourself confused about your orientation? <laughs> yes, no, a little. I'm gonna say yes. Okay, yes. Oh, confused. Is your mm. is your index finger shorter than your ring finger? Uh, which one's your index finger? Pointer. Your pointer, pointer finger. finger. So it's like you're doing the spidey yes, it's, web it's longer. incorrectly. Longer. It's longer. Have you ever? <laughs> Oh, man, these are some weird questions. Have you ever wanted to kiss someone <laughs> of the same gender? <laughs> yes or no? You right now. Oh, I see, yes. <laughs> you know the answer here. Sorry, Pap. Get over here. <laughs> ever get excited by looking at pictures of your same gender? Yes or no? No. Have you ever... <laughs> no! <laughs> have you ever experimented with someone of the same gender? No. Yes, and it was great. Yes, I didn't like it. Yes, but I'm not interested in anything more than fooling around. I'd just say no. No. I didn't know the Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> I didn't know do, you watch, do you watch the Bravo Network? <laughs> yes. Oh, every no. day. Every day. Yes. <laughs> do you have impeccable taste in curtains? Yes or Obviously. No? I'm going to say no. Is that, a, is, that, is that a window? That's a window. Oh, is it? <laughs> okay. You know what? Actually, I'm going to say yes. For the, people, got... for the people that don't pull, pull see this, this is a uh, don't tread on me flag covering my window like a militia fucking <laughs> leader or a member of the IRA down here. I don't believe it. Pull, pull it up. Oh, there's That's a whole window. window. I didn't That's what's up. It covers it perfectly. Yeah, I know. Oh, wow. Okay, so what do you think about the previous two questions? <laughs> Nothing wrong with them or they are unfair gay stereotypes? Impeccable tasting curtains. <laughs> curtains um, and Bravo Network. I 
Probably the first one. Nothing wrong with them. Have you ever... <laughs> I guess. Have you ever bullied or insulted gay people? Yes, I've mocked or made fun of them. No, I haven't done that. Uh, yes, I have. He's been extremely gay this whole time, but if he says that... Uh, okay, hold on, let's see what you got. Your result's straight. Oh. Your your result indications that huh? indicates that you're straight, heterosexual, attracted to the opposite sex. This probably does not come as, as a surprise to you. No, you are in the majority, <laughs> and your relationships will be accepted by society. I feel like I should get another quiz. Consum- <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, we, we're nowhere near done. Well, well, well look. Because okay, I was going to say, look at these bars. They're all equal length, but it gave you straight for no reason. You were you were just shy of bisexual. <laughs> okay, let's see what else we got here. Um, it's probably because of the curtains. Dude, try, try the personality quiz. Is there an autism quiz? <laughs> <laughs> I told you that in confidence. <laughs> okay, sure. We can do, we can do personality quiz. Sure. Um, what is your age? Thirty-one to forty. You're male. Mm-hmm. When do you feel your best? In the morning, during the afternoon, early evening, or late at night? Probably late at night. Late at night. You usually walk fairly fast with long steps, fairly fast with little steps, less fast, head up, looking the world in the face, less fast, head down, very slowly. <laughs> How do you walk? Probably the long stride, fast pace. Fast He's got steps. some lanky, lanky little strides. Okay. He's legs. When talking to people, you stand with your arms folded, you have your hands clasped, have one or both hands on your lips, or sorry, on your hips. On my lips. Touch touch or push the person to whom you're talking, play with your ear, touch your chin, or smooth your hair. Probably arms crossed. Arms crossed. I'm really bad at that. Okay. Um, When relaxing, you sit with your knees bent with your legs neatly side by side, your legs crossed. Legs crossed. Legs stretched out or straight, fool. Okay, legs look stretched out or straight. Look at his legs. You can look at them. When something really amuses you, you react with a big appreciated laugh, a laugh not a loud one, a quiet chuckle, a sheepish smile. Probably a silent little giggle. A quiet chuckle. <laughs> a little quiet chuckle there. I'm like, tee-hee. Okay. <laughs> when you go to a party or social gathering, do you make a loud entrance so everyone notices you? Make a quiet entrance looking around for someone you know? Make the quietest entrance, trying to stay unnoticed. Probably the loudest, if I get my way. Okay. You're working very hard, concentrating hard, and you're interrupted. Do you welcome the break, feel extremely irritated, or vary between these two extremes? Probably irritated. Okay. Which of the following colors do you like the most? Red or orange? Black? Yellow or light blue? Green? Dark blue or purple? White, brown, or gray? Probably black. Black. When you are in bed at night, in those last few moments before you go to sleep, are you stretched out on your back, (laughs) stretched out face down on your stomach, on your side slightly curled, with your head on one arm, with your head under the covers? Probably on my side. Okay, slightly curled. Did you see how many questions these are? Twelve is the last one. Oh, Oh, never mind. You often dream that you are falling... Fighting or struggling, searching for something or somebody, flying or floating. You usually have dream, dreamless sleep. Your dreams are always pleasant. Searching. Searching. Okay, so you have 62% of a personality? What? <laughs> 62% personality. What on earth even is that? 
I don't know what you guys It's not are an answer. Me right now. Just, Just show him. Show him the answer. 62%. This is BS. Literally, it says... I'm 62% of a person? Of, uh, you're 62% of a... This was really stupid. I'm sorry. I'm 62. whack So I'm straight quiz. and I'm 62% of a person. <laughs> you're 62% of a straight person. Yes, yeah, 62%. <laughs> That's why he went through all these quizzes for so long during that one little moment is because somebody... I'd say most, actually. These quizzes are just BS. It's, it's hard-pressed to find a juicy, gluttonous, like, smacker banger of a quiz. Okay. You, you didn't get that. Okay. Uh, I, I think this one could be juicy. You, you rolled the dice here. And... I got you. I had oh, a question wait, for Oh, you wait. Guys. Art of Seduction. This Hold one on. I think is going to be juicy. Oh, we might, we might have found like, the gold jackpot. Okay, so this one is a 15-question. Oh, so only got 15. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get this man out of the hood. Okay, so you were at a ball. <laughs> Okay, you're at a ball, and you see a target from a distance. How do you attract them? You go up and introduce yourself. Friendly, but not too friendly. You find a way to catch their eye. Smirk, glance, etc. You make a scene. Since everyone will look at you, they will too. You don't. You still have to watch them for a little bit longer. Uh, Did I hear a go up and talk to them? Yep. All right. Friendly, but not too friendly. When speaking with your target, how do you act? Playful and fun? Flirtatious and charming, mysterious and sexy, who knows? Dreamy and spaced out, uncaring and challenging. Probably, uh, probably mysterious. Mysterious and sexy. Yeah, obviously. You say one thing, but what what <laughs> intention, aura, or vibe do you actually want to give off? Dark, dangerous, and mysterious. Challenging, luxurious, and flirtatious. Hold on, hold on. So, just say the first. There's three per option. Okay, do you just be, give the first okay, one. Do you want to be dark, challenging, sensual, romantic, grand, or warm? Probably warm. Warm, friendly, and reliable. Okay. What kind of dance do you want to do with them? The classic waltz? The tango? I dance alone? Something sexy? Freestyle. Probably the waltz. Oh, the waltz Ooh, is such wow. a wonderful. It's the only one that I like actually know. The waltz is a. Is a I see people doing the waltz dance. I'm like, dude, how are you guys like not clapping immediately? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the classics are coming back. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna have flapper girls, cigarette girls. What we're gonna have the you know all the nice suits again. Mm-hmm. The t- Roaring Twenties will come back. No, I think they are. Like, like, like dance is super popular right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that um? That's not the era that. Oh my Like prohibition. Goodness. We're well, talking like. No yes, I just can't States. remember the name of the show. Peaky Blinders. Uh, kind of. You're thinking more of the Boardwalk Empire. Which is. That's about the mob starting out in like. Mm, uh, okay. Okay. I think it's like uh, Jersey. And so it's like back during prohibition. Mm-hmm. What do you want to be to your target? Desirable and unforgettable? The love of their life? The one they trust or look to? Leader? An intangible object? Probably the one they trust. Reliable. That that sounds like that. These are all on point for you. Yeah, I'm a pretty reliable guy. Pick a color. Deep red, blue, light green, pink, black, purple, rainbow, gold. Probably going to go with black again. Yep. It's It's my color, man. Where do you go with your target? Wherever they want, wherever I want. By analysis, I suggest a place I know they would enjoy. 
Probably by analysis. Okay. Gotta know your battlefield, man. That's pretty warm of you. Yeah. How far do you think you respect yourself? A bit narcissistic? Enough to give me confidence? A healthy amount? Not enough? I would be an object? Enough, but can pretend not to be? Enough, but can pretend not to be. I would be an object? What kind of an answer is that? I don't know. (laughs) How much? I don't know. (laughs) How much do you want to tell about yourself? Not a detail. I wait for the right time to drop certain details, make them think they know me. Downplay the details. Answer completely truthfully when asked. Tell them a lot. Boast. I'm going to go with this one because this is something I should have done. Be truthful. Be truthful. Mm. No boasting for you here. Nope. How do you feel about your target? They are the center of attention. It depends on my mood. They are my follower. I look to them, but they are not my world. They are my equal. They are, as said, a target. Uh, my center of attention. Aw. Aw. Rules are made to be broken, are meant to be followed, are there for some sort of reason, are meant to be made. Are there for some sort of reason. Okay. What are you in a fairy tale? No. Prince Charming? Damsel in distress, the wolf in sheep's clothing, the king. Probably the king. Okay, I can see you got the king energy. <laughs> okay, so what do you seduce with? Words. People believe in the things I say. Looks. Due to me being incredibly attractive, beauty is the way to go. Actions. Whatever I do, others follow. Aura. Giving people an atmosphere or vibe that draws them to you. Actions. I would say actions. Uh, Actions. Fine. Do the quest for me. Only one question. What do you do with expectations? I surpass them. I break them. I could care less about them. I use them to my advantage. I create them. Mm. Last question. Probably create them. One more here. Pursue or pursued? Pursue, you are the source of my infatuation. Pursued, I am the object of your attention. Or, patience, gentlemen. I must choose wisely and see how they play. Patience, gentlemen. Probably pursued. Pursued. Okay, so you, your seduction type is... 79%. (laughs) 79%. (laughs) Okay. Are you serious? Ideal lover. 76%. 76% ideal lover. The dream come true. You are the ideal lover. Robert Greene says that you pay attention to what someone wants and become just that. It's a bit of a longer route, but it is worth it. At the top of the list, you are a charmer and you're charismatic. And you're a rake. Oh, a fucking fucking what, mate? It says rake. I'm a rake? Like a leaf rake? Racist quiz. I kind of want to bring that one back. <laughs> the racist quiz. <laughs> the racist quiz. Yeah. The, so um, this was on our very first episode. I think I right? watched that one. I think really. So. I think I did. Nice. Well, uh, congratulations. You're here to experience it all over again. But why? <laughs> <laughs> this is the his brilliant mind. <laughs> is that because you're the only one of color here? <laughs> I mean, I'm here to pull my card. <laughs> Between two vanillas. That's <laughs> uh, right. It was pro profs, pro profs, pro, pro profs. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Start. Come on. Okay. This is a this is a, this is a ten question quiz. Oh no. 
he's laughing because he can see the screen and I can't see anything. Okay. Do you consider yourself a racist? Yes, no, or maybe? No. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Where's the gun for? Do you have a first impression of a person by their color or race? Yes, sometimes no. Be truthful here. Sometimes. Sometimes. Hey, hey, he's being honest. He's being honest. Accurate. Is there a particular race you don't like? <laughs> yes or no? Is he in the room? Yes or no? Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, probably say yes. Really? What? 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 No, I ain't saying shit. The damn gypsies. Uh, do you make racial remarks or comments? Race? Yes. Or this is a subgenre. Yes. Sometimes, jokingly, rarely, no. 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 Okay. Do you do you have friends who belong to a different race? Yes, no, or well, they are, there are a few, but they are more like my peers. Yes. <laughs> I remember that answer. What is your opinion on interracial relationships? That's cool. It's normal. It's different. It's weird. It's wrong. That's normal. Sh- show him the picture. See what he, see what his initial reaction is. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is it not supposed to be? <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> Just take Ladies a quiz here. What is your first reaction nervous. when seeing a Caucasian woman with an African-American child? <laughs> Aw, he's so cute. Good for them. That child is probably adopted. <laughs> he is so trashy. Okay. <laughs> 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 Uh, I'm probably going to go with um, good for them. Good for them. Okay. Do you deny to involve in other people's festivals or cultural gatherings? I would deny to be with that guy. Yes. Sometimes it depends on the culture. Rarely, no. Um, Depends on the culture. That's That's a good answer. That's a good question. How will you react if you see an act of racism? I don't say anything. I will take action against it <laughs> to each their <laughs> own. <laughs> oh, I'd probably take action. There you go. Man of action. Atta boy. And then, obviously, because this has to play it in fact, this plays a factor in whether or not you're racist, did you like the quiz, yes or no? Yes. I loved it. Okay, so you, let's see what, what you got. I'm a complete racist, right? No, you got, you are not a racist. Oh, okay, that's good. I Hold passed. On, but every single person that I've, I've taken this with is, are, racist. is not racist. So I want to try answering like the most possible racist way and see if I get racist. Well, ask me the questions again and I'll just do the hor- most horrible <laughs> yeah. way. Okay, so do, I'm going to okay. edit out the first quiz and you're just going to... Okay, okay. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. I'm ready. Do you right. consider yourself a racist? Yes. Yes. Do you have a first impression, a first impression of a color, or by a person by their color or race? Yes. <laughs> Is there a particular race you don't like? Yes. <laughs> Do you make racial comments or remarks? Yes. <laughs> Do you have friends who belong to a different race? No. <laughs> What is your opinion on interracial relationships? You, it's gross. It's wrong. It's, it's wrong. wrong. <laughs> what is your first reaction when seeing a Caucasian woman with an African-American child? 
He, that child is probably adopted. He is so the kid trashy. is trashy. <laughs> Why couldn't you get one of the smart ones? Do you deny to involve in other people's festivals or cultural gatherings? So yes, that would yes, be the racist yeah, one. Yeah, 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 the racist it. one. You straight, you deny it. How will you react if you see an act of racism uh, to each their own? Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll fend it off. Okay. Did you like the quiz? No. Hated it. <laughs> okay, let's see what you got. If it says I'm not a racist. You got not. ridiculously racist. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, ridiculously racist. Okay. You are on another level of racism. You can't stand people who look different from you. Hey. Hey, wait. Share the quiz now with other racists. Oh, <laughs> How long have we been recording, brother man? Bro, we've been, we've been hitting up that 136. 136. Oh, we know this. Well... Um, before before we before we 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 get going here, um, any anything you want you want to uh, tell the people about? Anything you want to spread the word about? Um, I probably say to all the fellow veterans out there that there is help, mm. and um, never give up on yourself, and uh, to pick up the phone and call a friend. Don't take that final solution. Because it's not going to be the final for everyone else around you. And I know that sounds selfish to think, you know, about me and my outcome of you kill yourself. But think about the fact that there's a lot of people that care about you and there is a lot of help out there. And um, thankfully, it saved my life. And um, I'm really thankful that they have those things out there. You just have to reach out and know where to go. Mm. Mm. Well, I couldn't think of any any better final words for for the, this uh this podcast. Um, Next time I'll tell you all about the times I've been in jail. <laughs> that would be, oh. do, do, we have, do we have time for jail? Oh, do we got 10 minutes? We got 10 minutes. Okay. 10 minutes. I can't believe I you time. saved the... You let him do a quiz and didn't tell him about jail. I got time for jail. Come on. You got time for jail, we got time for a jail story. Okay, so this this is the first time I got tased. But By the way, this is, this is the last episode we're doing for a whole month because we were being so busy, so feel free. Okay. Yeah, have, have we we got time this time. How about you? Yeah. Uh, the first time I was in jail, I got a um, DUI uh, like a while ago in North Dakota. I got oh, pulled man. over for having a headlight out. I didn't know in the state of North Dakota, if you get pulled over without a license with a DUI, you get a week. Oh, geez. Leaking oh, County. Wow. So I was like, shit. So they take me in, right? And so they look at all my tattoos. They ask me if I'm Aryan Nation. I tell them, no, I'm not Aryan Nation. And they said, okay, well, your tattoos look Aryan Nation. We could put you in the Aryan Nation cells. And I was like, fuck you. I ain't going in those fucking things because these guys are crazy. Aryan Nation cells? Yeah. I've never heard of that. What is that? White supremacists. Yeah. Like wow. the neo-Nazi types. Real freaking gangsters. Yeah, and so... um. So what they do is they got me like they got me handcuffed and everything and I'm wearing my orange and I got my mattress in my hand and everything like that. Well, this correctional officer gets called up this flight of stairs, but beforehand when we're getting booked, he says, You follow me everywhere you go, do not leave my side. So I'm like, Okay. So I'm following him around. He gets called upstairs. He doesn't say anything to tell me to stop. He just tells him he just keeps going. So I go up this flight of stairs. Okay. And I get up to the top and it makes it like kind of a ninety degree turn, keeps going up. Get up there, he goes around the corner of a doorway into an office area. I'm standing there with my shackles and everything, and I'm looking at these mirrors, or these computer monitors with all the cells and everything. And this lady looks at me and goes, get the hell out of here, you can't be in here, this is no inmates allowed. So I'm freaked out, because I'm like, oh shit, I'm sorry. So I turn around, and I run 
try to get through the door, I hit a cop at the top of the stairs with oh. my body, and he flies down the flight of stairs to that 90-degree turn, right? Oh, <laughs> so shit. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I go running down the flight of stairs to try to pick him up. Well, I hear, get away from the officer, and then, bee, and they fucking tase me in my ass cheek. So I'm, like, curled <laughs> up in the fetal position trying to get out. So they said, stop, resist, stop, re- put your hands behind your back, put your hands behind your back. But they didn't realize they had cuffed the front of me. So I can't. So I'm yelling at them that I can't. (laughs) So they taste me a few more times. (laughs) Yeah, and so then they ended up like, you know, they were like, you fucked up. You're going to be in prison now because you had to assault a cop. And I'm like, oh, no, you know, God, no, I was trying to help, you know. So they throw me in solitary. Wow. What the fuck? When you're in solitary, it's, it's, it sucks. How long have you been in solitary for? Uh, It was like 48 hours. But it feels like there's no, I mean, the lights are on the whole time. There's no windows. There's no idea of how long you've been in there. Mm. There's no idea to tell the passage of time. That's, and, that, uh, that does things to a man. Yeah, and then I got put in general pop after that. Yeah. And then I had to spend a little bit more time until everything came through and they were able to look at the security camera and see that it was actually accident. an accident. So they let me go. Um, and that was not my first time. I wish it would have been. Mm. But then I got caught again. Uh, spent some time in jail again in general pop. Um, and that's where probably the worst time I had was actually in an Oregon jail, to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, it was out toward Washington County. And the amount of people coming off of meth and shit in the cells next to you, like you can hear them like screaming all night. From withdrawal. Yeah, in the cells next to you, just freaking the fuck out. Um, but I remember getting <laughs> booking and I'm sitting there with my hands behind my back, you know, and uh, uh, waiting to get picked up to get my picture taken and everything like that. Well, there's this lady behind me, a black lady with these big old dreads on top of her head. And um, she's sitting behind me and she kind of like leans forward and a bag of meth comes out and goes in between my legs. And I like dived off to the left, like that ain't fucking mine, you know. <laughs> you know, that ain't mine. I ain't trying to get. I'm trying and to leave so this place. They yeah. shaved her head. Oh, because they could. Eat. And so she was like, "Okay, well, if you're gonna cut my hair, can you at least like throw it away?" And they're like, "No, it's gonna go with all your stuff." So they put all those nasty ass threads <laughs> in the bag, the Ziploc bag with all of her shit. It's disgusting. Um, Anyway, but I remember her, him being like, well, where'd you get the meth? And she's like, Kevin gave it to me. And then you hear way down the hallway and all the other cells, that bitch is a liar. <laughs> all back and forth and shit, you know. And they give you sandwiches in Washington County that are like sawdust bread with like some mystery meat. Oh, and that is like yeah. pretty much for like two meals out of the day is these sandwiches that like the bread literally crumbles apart like sand or like, uh, like if you've ever been to like a sawmill. Mm. And he had those crumbs left over from like plywood and all that. Yeah. Kind of oh crap. yeah, the yeah. So imagine that made out of into bread. Oh my so you gosh. touch it and it just kind of like falls apart like that, you know? Yeah. So so prison food is actually worse than MREs. Oh yeah, almost oh, definitely. Yeah. You learn a lot of things. Like you learn um, uh, a lot about the race stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really um, real over there you, in prison. You learn, well, I was only in the jail, but the thing with the one in North Dakota that I was in was we were the big county jail next to the prison. So all the prisoners that were getting out on good or about to be released, their last stretch is in the county mm. while they're waiting for it to be released. So you're there with people that have been in prison for 15, 20 years, like been there forever. 
And so you're, you know, you're kind of like, oh shit, man, like I'm with, and like the, that was the first time I was like, man, you're in jail was I was reading Count of Monte Cristo because I felt like I would be in, you know, unfairly jailed. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading a book yeah. about that, you know, a quest for revengeance and anything like that. But anyway, these guys are playing cards and I'll never forget it because they had these big steel tables. And this little white cocky kid was sitting there and just talking smack. And I mean, he was smaller than you. Mm-hmm. And this guy grabbed him by the neck, picked him up off the ground, slammed him onto that steel table about three or four times and said, motherfucker, I'll kill you in here. Jeez. And I'm sitting there with my notebook, you know, or my Taking book. Taking notes. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at my book like, okay, uh, I didn't see shit, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at the camera, looking back at my book like, are you going to do anything? And nobody came. Not one correction officer came, not one thing. And, I mean, it was, it lasted for, like, a while, them beating this kid up and yeah. in front of the cameras and shit, and nobody did anything. And, you know, it's funny, like, what they'll watch in there. Like, they'll control the TV to just watch, like, uh, um, what was that one? The Golden Girls. <laughs> or they'll watch VH1 Greatest Hits, like, on a loop, you know, like the pop channel mm-hmm. on a loop. You know, like, you got to beg them to watch something else. Like, I think if I had to listen to the Green... Green Day song "Love," one more fucking time. I was gonna jump out of something. Like, uh, yeah. Wow. Well, those are just a few of them. It's crazy. Jeez, man. Yeah. Um. So the, you know, we, we the Marine Corps birthday was last month. Did you, you, did you do anything for that? Well, I was actually in um, rehab for the Marine Corps birthday. Wow. Yeah, I was. So in, I was re- in rehab. recent. Yeah. No, I was in rehab at the. Uh, Beginning of October till the second week of November. Holy mm. crap. Yeah, I'm at 60 days sober completely. Congratulations, Congratulations brother. Man. Thank you. That is, yeah. So it's that's just baby great. steps. Yeah. Baby steps. A little you bit got, you got these boys over here keeping you accountable? Oh, yeah. A lot of them quit drinking, too. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, we've been just kind of supporting each other. My A group's really cool. Um there's a big bedrock that this is the closest thing I think I can get to the kind of the camaraderie that the Marine Corps was supposed to be. I know we all mm. talk about spirit of Corps, but there's a lot of Marines I wouldn't trust with the fucking, you know, with my life at all. And there's a lot of Marines I wouldn't trust with my girlfriend at all. And there's a lot of, you know, yeah, yeah, you know. there, there, there are, there's, there's some shit Marines out there. Oh yeah. A lot more than I think we like to give credit for. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, um, next year, around the Marine Corps birthday, uh, you'll, you'll have to come with us to this thing we went to. We went to this like this like gathering of Marines that was like it's di- it's different, is it? It's different. It's different. It was started by this like this guy who, who actually used to be the company commander for Six uh, ESB. Okay, way back in the day, he, he's he's an old veteran now. What's his name? Uh, Al Fuentes. Fuentes. This might not, have been before. not not that point is. No, okay. it might have been. It was bef- way before our time. This is like oh okay yeah before we were even a thought in our thirty in our, thirty in our father's balls. Yeah. Oh shit, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and anyways, so like he just had this idea. He's like, dude, all the Marine Corps balls like never happen on the Marine Corps birthday. So Marines aren't aren't getting together on the Marine birthday. We, we need to change that. Mm. So it started like him and some buddies like going to, like a restaurant. It was just him and 12 buddies, and now, it, it, like, this last year, I think there was, like, 60, 70 Marines there. Nice. All different ages, right? That's yeah. crazy. All serving from, like, different time periods. 
Well, anyways, so uh, we 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 end up going to this thing. Uh, freaking Master Sergeant Seed was there. Um, I don't know if you knew this S six or S four guy. But his his name was uh, Gunny Lopez. Oh me? shit, Gunny Lopez goes. Yeah, Gunny oh, Lopez. that's awesome. Yeah, but oh, Whoa, sorry, fuck, sorry, dude. Gunny Lopez. <laughs> 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 hey, Play that. him off, Gunny Lopez. Gunny Lopez, bro. We love Gunny Lopez. Oh, see, we were sitting in the same table as him, and it was cool. You know, just just hanging out and stuff. Well, anyways, so um, we we all had bowls of uh, tootsie rolls uh, on each table, and the guy hosting it, Al, he's like. Hey, who can tell me like the correlation between Tootsie Rolls and the Marine Corps? And this one guy who had had been like his like late forties, early fifties stands up, big smile on his face, and he was like, "Well, you know, back in the Chosen Reservoir, Tootsie Roll was codenamed for ammunition. So anytime Marines needed a resupply, they would call a, call for a resupply of Tootsie Rolls." And they, they would drop ammunition. Hmm. Well, he said one time that the Air Force guys thought it would be funny to drop a crate of actual Tootsie Rolls. And the Marines were actually super excited about it because, you know, <laughs> they're in like sub-zero temperatures and like the Tootsie Rolls would actually melt in their mouths, mm. whereas their sea rats wouldn't. Mm. And so they're actually getting some form of sustenance, right? And everyone's like, "Give him one, kill!" Mm-hmm. And this one, this one like sixty-year-old or sixty or seventy-year-old marine who's clearly had too much to drink, he stands up, interrupts the whole thing, and he's like, "Fuck you! You're full of shit. There's not an ounce of truth to that story." <laughs> 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 and it just kind of set the mood for the whole night. It was great. It's crazy when you run into those older marines too, because it's just fun to listen to their stories. I mean, and we're losing a lot of the good ones. Yeah. I mean, you know, soon it'll be like them talking about Sergeant Pap being like 70 years old talking about Afghan, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> like It'll be 70, year old, 70 years old. He'll still have that ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it it took it. me. We got to get him gone. on the podcast. We, we actually should. It took me uh, to, it took me creating this podcast with him to learn that Sergeant Pap is a stripper. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea either. Oh, is yeah. he still stripping? I don't know if he is anymore. I'm asking for a friend. I'm sure you are. <laughs> right, I mean, right. I remember having to like pee in front of him for the UA. Yep. And me like too. the first thing I remember him doing, I was like sitting there and I like whip out to go pee in my cup or whatever. And I'm used to like just the normal like they look at you and then you walk out and that's it. And he's like, "Whoa, Limba, nice dick." And I was just like, "What?" You know, like you, you know, you're holding it and you're like looking at him like, "What the fuck?" And he's like eye contact on your schlong the whole entire time, just nice dick. He's like, look how strong your pee is. You are a man. Let's see this microphone makes me feel like the movie announcer, dude. Uh, In a world where two friends sit on a couch, (laughs) asking other Marines about their sad stories. One man will strip. (laughs) It will only take so long before they talk about penises. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's not. It's not a Marine Corps conversation if there isn't penises involved. Uh, what, did, what did I hear? It was like the gayest, straightest organization in the world. Okay, the, um, the, the Navy. No, no, the Marine Corps. The oh, gayest, the, oh, the Marine Corps. The I'm, gayest, straightest organization in the world. <laughs> you know, there there actually is like a like. Apparently, there's, there's like there's like a sound clip in Wee Bowling. Like there, there, there's like a term in bowling called <laughs> cock. Oh. 
And uh, I guess this this was like an audio clip from Wee Bowling. Hold turn on. Turn it down. <laughs> I'll turn it down. Nice calm. Sergeant Pap's looking at that friggin' limb bob, whipping it out. Nice calm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. I mean, it, that, I feel nice. like that felt like just the intensity that I was trying to go for, and I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, do you hear that, ladies? Sergeant yeah. Pab thinks it's a nice cock. <laughs> nice cock. <laughs> Wait, what's this? Great, great, great. This is called great tits. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, note, thank you for tuning in to the 26th now episode of Bobcast season fin- season finale, maybe season finale for this year. Um, if you are listening to this and haven't made it all the way to the episode, this is I'm the sorry one. for the therapy you're going to need. One, we're sorry for the therapy you're going to need, and two. Um, Merry Christmas, because no matter when you're watching this, this is going to be the last episode of December. I'm going to be yeah. busy with work, so is Josh, and we're going to be spending time with our families as much as possible, so this will be our last December episode. Thank you for tuning in, and... Well, yeah, um, yeah. like Kyle said, you know, we'll be busy. He'll, he'll probably be out of town working. I'll be in California for a couple weeks. Um, so, so, yeah, we... we this might, this very well could be the last podcast of of the season of the season. But you already know, I, I get, we'll, I'll be recording some interviews while I'm down in Cali, and mm. and we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll be busting out that good content for you. Special thanks to our guest Hunter Limbaugh for for coming in. No problem, thanks for having me. Coming yeah. into uh, our for us, be, being our a guest, house, your... being a guest in our podcast while we be a guest at your home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun. I'd like to do it again. We would love to have you on and hear more of your crazy jail stories. Man. Oh, I got so many. We need. You didn't this. even know that I've been on. Uh, I've been in a documentary and been in Portlandia twice. Documentary? I've been in a documentary. On. Which one? I'm on a wolf documentary about Eastern Oregon wolves. How'd you get on that? Because of my grandparents own 500 acres out in Eastern Oregon. I'm an Eastern country boy, man. Wow. Yeah. So you could tell me anything about you, and I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you- you could you could tell me that you're like Alabama's like greatest sheep herder, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Right? It's just like random shit that I've done with my life that a lot of people are like. Why why would you do that? I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea at the time. I drank yeah. a gallon of milk another five minutes. I, I, I uh, won the car. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. I, I know. I know how how to tame Alaskan bulldogs. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I go noodling with great white sharks. Yeah, I'm like, oh, of course he does. He's Hunter Limbaugh. He's Hunter Limbaugh. He takes action. He's warm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's a warm guy. He's romantic. Seventy-six percent a person. Seven, no, sixty-two percent personality. And but anyways, no, um, straight. <laughs> Straight, 62% of a person. Non-racist, racist. racist. <laughs> you 
are incredibly racist. <laughs> yeah, no, yes, non-racist. And he's, too got, incredibly and he's got a nice car. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, on that note, thank you guys so much for thank being you. awesome listeners. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, anybody who's hearing this <laughs> who goes to my church. Oh God! God be oh, with you. Oh, we got okay. You know what? Nah. Y'all already it's, know. It's Y'all the, already know what we're about to play. Come it's on the now. last episode. It's the last episode. Come on, we're gonna play one you last already, time. You already know. I got. I got a. I got a Did pool. you get his Wi-Fi password? No, I've been. I've been using my phone. Oh, you didn't have the balls. To, we've been talking for almost two hours, and you haven't. Had, we're leaving on that note. We're leaving on the note of this. Incredible. Is that, a, is, that a, is that a hair or is that? I'm pretty sure it's a hair. I got you. Don't worry. Can you slow it down half time? You already know this. But 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 wait for the. Wait wait. Nice. Oh. All right, guys. <laughs> Until next time. Peace, Peace, love, love and, and chicken. chicken. <laughs> Suicide. <laughs> no, I was actually saying that. Never mind. Cock. There was a recurring joke where he, stupid jokes. It's you know how jokes compound over time. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, this is super dumb. You're like that. That's how far it goes. Let's just leave. Let's just leave it there. We don't have that time to go in. Money from propane, bitch. I feel like Pablo Escobar, but I don't sell cocaine, bitch. Shot that fella cause he didn't make his payments. Fuck with me, I keep a rocket launcher in my basement. Made this money from propane, bitch. I feel like Pablo Escobar, but I don't sell cocaine, bitch. Shot that fella cause he didn't make his payments. Fuck with me, I keep a rocket launcher in my basement.